Hello and welcome to the PC Gamer UK podcast. My name is Sam Roberts and I'm joined today by... Phil Savage. We haven't done a podcast in quite a while. No, it's been some time. Yeah, and it always irritates me when I listen to podcasts and they go away on hiatus for ages and you're like, what are those fuckers doing? And it's like... No, no, <laughs> what no, else would they have to do? Yeah, exactly. Entertain me. I'm not being... I shouldn't be snarky about this already, this early <laughs> into the podcast. But like, um, uh, the, yeah, the, just to not dwell on it too much, the reasoning was that um, me and Phil don't work on the same schedule anymore. Hmm. Um, Phil's on magazines, I'm on online. So the plan is to get these done more regularly, basically. Hmm. Um, uh, there's a few reasons for that. Uh, we miss doing it. And also, it's kind of, like I say, it's irritating when people don't do it for a while. Yeah, I can't deal with any more emails saying, when's the podcast coming back? So Exactly. So, yes, this is it. We're going to try and do it. I'd say, I don't want to commit to weekly, but I'd say bi-weekly, at, hmm. at least. Like, we'd like to get this done probably on the schedule that we were like in summer last year where we were hitting it pretty pretty damn regularly yeah we'll do weekly when we can but then a deadline will happen and we'll miss a week here and there yes um should remind everybody the old pc gamer podcast used to be monthly so Did it really? we will endeavor to be better than those jerks and they still managed to launch a successful patreon off of its spiritual success that is <laughs> fuck that's easy street <laughs> we should do that we should just just quit and go independent yeah no, not really i'm uh, i'm only joking of course in case my managers are listening mm-hmm. um so yes uh, uh, let's plug things first of all we have a pc gamer weekender coming up oh, snap. Uh, yes we do our uk consumer event returns for its third year uh, we've got some cool uh, games lined up so far. Uh, we can announce Biomutant is there, the THQ Just Cause Developers open world thing, Vermintide 2, sequel yeah. to the awesome Left 4 Dead em Up uh, with Warhammer and squawking British people, this time fighting <laughs> Chaos. Uh, what else? Uh, Extinction, a game where there are giant um, attack, on, attack on Titan style men to destroy. Uh, there's a bunch more I've just forgotten. Mm. Uh, Frozen Synapse 2 will be there. Uh, and another game published by Mode 7 called The Colonists will be there um, there's actually like loads of stuff if you go to weekender.pcgamer.com then you'll find out more but if you want to save 20% on tickets you can use PC Gamer no so, sorry PC hyphen Gamer 20 there you go I don't know why they put the hyphen what's in there? the hyphen for that's the worst coupon it's like code. they looked at Steam codes and thought we need a hyphen <laughs> <laughs> that must be the reasoning um, okay um, yeah so we hope to see you there but we'll have loads of good panels as well we'll have um, Creative Assembly there to talk about Thrones of Britannia the Total War Sagas game um, the FTL developers will be there to talk about Into the Breach um, we will have a bunch of cool announcements that I can't talk about yet as well but like I'd say if you basically a lot of piece uh developers with heavy sort of pc cachet a lot of mm. credibility with pc players they will be there it's going to be the best one yet by yeah far. it's going to be really good but yeah. we'll be there as well we will be there yes um, just hanging out doing shows there should be some kind of after drinks thing as well if you want to hang out with us and this time we promise not to awkwardly sit on a table in the corner because we're tired <laughs> don't promise that <laughs> yeah I you don't can't know how promise that you know what we're like <laughs> I don't know how I feel at the time. <laughs> uh, but it's going to be really good. And uh, yeah, yeah, there's quite a lot of excitement around it. Also, um, Red Alert 2 uh, LAN multiplayer will have yes, there. Yes, that's and clearly the best thing that's going to happen. Definitely. And um, Battlefield 1942 LAN mm. multiplayer as well. And plus we'll have like nice. a bunch of other retro games there like... Um, Half-Life, Rollercoaster Tycoon, a few other cool things. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good one. Um, yeah, so loads more on that to come, I'm sure. But anyway, Phil, should we talk about some games? Sure. How did you spend your Christmas with games? Um, I actually I don't do any PC gaming over Christmas because I don't have a laptop that can run PC games. I've just got like a a very light Chromebook. You have uh, to travel and do stuff like that. So yeah, because I, I was traveling and seeing various pockets of family um, pretty much an entire week uh, during the break. Like I, there was no time for gaming. I did watch um, my eighteen-year-old sister attempt to play Prey for a bit. All right. She had a PS4 copy that she dug out, and um, 
that was an interesting experience because so? so she's very good at things like Assassin's Creed and that kind of third person viewpoint uh, open world type thing mm. and she's fine with those and is really familiar with them but then switching to a first person game it was clear she had no idea what was going on or what was really interesting to me was seeing somebody like unfamiliar with that style completely miss all the sort of storytelling beats or whatever because when you play it, when you play Prey, and um, I guess I'm going to spoil the opening a bit. Oh, it's fine. But the sort of revelation that the whole apartment sequence is like a virtual simulation thing oh, and that you're in space. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When that happens, you know, it's meant to be quite a big moment. And it's, you're meant to be like, oh shit, this isn't what I thought it was. And she just smashed the window of the apartment that leads to a soundstage thing and there was just no reaction because she was too busy thinking about what the immediate like, oh, right, yeah, the controls. are there any enemies what are the controls or whatever and it's like she didn't register that storytelling beat happening and it was just it was kind of interesting to see the pitfalls that it sort of reminds you that oh god making games must be a complete pain in the ass because yeah because it can't be guaranteed just you. the things that people won't pick up on must be vast and bewildering to overcome yeah it's interesting i suppose like we kind of um we play these games knowing that the story is a part of it that we're mm. going in there for and i'm kind of intrigued like um in her case what was the thing that she wanted to play about it was it the shooting enemies bit like what it was it the exploring what was the kind of thing that i i don't actually know i think it was more just like it was meant to be this cool atmospheric thing or whatever mm. but like if you're too focused on an unfamiliar control scheme or even just like the horror elements of it or just trying to sort out these things that you're unfamiliar with apparently a lot of that gets missed yeah it's quite a complex game is prey i don't know if i'd recommend it for somebody who's not familiar with this it's not a, a a good entryway first person shooter i don't think no i sort of i had um some uh, in a sort of similar position asked me recently if i should if they should buy it and i i said probably not i think you need to kind of have entered that genre via an earlier game mm. of some kind yeah like even if it's something like far cry i think just to understand what you might be up against or you know some kind of a first person game that isn't call of duty basically yeah something with a little bit more in terms of open world or you know um what systemic that word that we use that big, oh, we that big that vague word we use <laughs> um that sort of thing um yeah interesting though um so you didn't get to play anything yourself then until later not really near not till i got back and then um genuinely i can't remember any of what i played because all of january's happened and it's been hard times yes exactly yeah i can't really i <laughs> I told myself um, in December that I was going to finish Nier, like in uh, at the end. Oh, the you start did play of Nier, Yeah, I did. I finished all of Nier. I did mm -hmm. all the five endings. Everyone says you have to do, so you can say that you've completed <laughs> it. And at that point, forty-one hours had passed. Um, and uh, and you know what? Twenty-five of them were good. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much it. But not like the first twenty-five. No, like the first the first ten or so, and then maybe the last ten or so. Yeah, and then like some side quests in between. That yeah, I thought were very good, but. Even like um, by, I'd done about sixty percent of all the quests, I think, which I don't think is that bad because there are so many of them. There are a lot, yeah, and, and some, some of them, them are very just collect things, spend loads of money mm. on this one guy, and he'll give you like three good items, or like um, have an actual race, the old open world race one. Yeah, I hate, I hate those. Um, so I tried that and gave up on that. But um, 
yeah, I did really enjoy it. I thought it was uh, it, it it was definitely worth the uh, worth the journey. It was just I think I felt like that journey could still have been a lot shorter. They just not need that second playthrough. No, you could have skipped in at the various points where it's relevant and just yeah. played through them. But you don't need to do the full thing again. Yeah, for sure. Or you could have found another way to deliver all of those mm. moments that that character experiences individually. But anyway, yeah, if you get it, if you can get it reduced, that'd be good. The PC version is a bit shoddy still. Yeah, is it? I had them um, three times it uh, did that thing where um, the screen freezes but your game's still carrying on behind behind it, which is very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> um, I lost about an hour's progress doing that. Oh, God. Like, uh, it's one of those things where, again, like it got more Game of the Year votes from our, our team across... Uh, US and UK than any other game, and yet, yeah, it did. And yet, there's no way we could give it a game of the year. Well, I, I don't feel. think, yeah, I don't think it was even in contention. Like when no. I tallied up the sort of vote numbers, I mean, it's not, it's not a whatever gets votes, the most votes becomes game of the year or whatever for various reasons. For situations like this, it's mm. like that had the most votes, and we asked the question, well, does anybody want to put forward this is the game of the year? Then and nobody did. No, it's one of those things where I, I want we wanted to say this is a really cool thing that happened this year. And it's well worth playing. Yeah, but we didn't want to say this is in a year with Divinity. Divinity wins for sure. Yeah, and I mean, like they've had since March to get it into a much better situation. Or, yeah, I mean, um, and it, yeah, it used to have a white screen error with my graphics cards. So the fact it's not doing that anymore is a bonus, I guess. I guess that's progress of <laughs> yeah. sorts. Yeah, but it's still yeah. quite yeah, quite a janky port considering how I mean old hat it looks. It looks about ten years older than almost. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised because I've made this point before, and it, you sometimes it, there's quite a black a backlash to it which is like i mean aesthetically it is strong in places um yeah i'd say the sort of amusement park area and that sequence both leading up to it and going through to the boss is yeah. very nice but like the main area is just not yeah it's very ps3 it's like you're turning the camera that's like the money runs out here yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, like yeah this is just some sort of you know forest great yeah and like the build it it's the most generic um, urban decay that you can find. Yes, a castle with almost no distinctive rooms in it at all. Just like lots of like look that looks probably slightly worse than the Ico mm. Castle did sixteen years ago. Yeah, I particularly love the um, sort of decrepit high rises and how they've got like doorways filled with rubble. But there's a point where the invisible wall hits and you can <laughs> never explore. Like, yeah, because I kept thinking, oh, they'll hide something in that little section because it looks like a tiny little room. Maybe there's an item there. <laughs> no, you just can't walk in that bit because yeah. it's. <laughs> yeah, I thought that it was very very. Strange it feels very archaic in that sense, like very sort of mid two thousands. Yeah, well, you get to like the Lost Coast or whatever it's called um that might just be thinking of half-life there but it's called something, <laughs> yes. it's called something like that yeah um something something coast anyway and like it's basically like four platforms on some water um and then a set piece you'll usually be taken to a set piece but the set piece you'll never travel from that point to the set piece no. it's kind of just it, there's a real separation <laughs> um i think yeah. that you notice after a while I'm being really picky there. Oh, yeah, it is. It's just um, it's, it's a weird thing about... Because some people really do go to bat for that, um, yeah. even visually. And it's like, well, I can see... I can see like a real strong aesthetic vision in places, but I don't... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd be excited to see what the next near thing is because mm. that studio's kept rolling in, you know, around and hiring people and talking about future projects. And, yeah, yeah. And this was clearly a much bigger success than Square Enix anticipated i think yeah like it's so it's so sold what like 1.5 million and it's yeah. just kept growing it's one of those games that i think will all in will just sell loads more yeah. um over the next two or three years because it's got such cachet now 
Um, and it's, I, I will say, that, say this, like, it's amazing what a difference having a combat system, a proper one, mm. and, like, good character design makes to, I mean, good if slightly uh, salty character design, I would say, makes to the... Um, the success of the game like I think it just gives people something to latch on to I thought the character yeah. design in the first year was terrible and the combat that's was fair yeah and the combat was awful I've not played it but yeah. I've seen some things of it and it looks just like a grab bag of weird stuff yes which you know this has that DNA for sure the oddball mm. sort of nature of it and the balance between comedy and drama but it does also have all of the really interesting sci-fi stuff that the first one doesn't really have yeah that as much first one has quite a lot of it later on i think but yeah it's a far better game and so yeah it's uh, it's just interesting that that near gets like another chance like it's weird that <laughs> yeah i guess so <laughs> it's weird that square enix ditched hitman but hasn't kept near <laughs> they ditched deus ex reportedly but near survived it's weird isn't it it is yeah but hey you know mm. you can't predict in this crazy age but yeah like you say a bit more money behind it that could be um could yeah. actually really be a yeah great a great follow-up so how about should we talk about gta then phil i guess we should talk about gta talking about <clears throat> shonky things that we've played <laughs> yeah so part, uh, listeners to this podcast will um, probably know a little bit about me and Phil's relationship with GTA, that it is, uh, it is at its best, a very good thing mm. that's really fun to play in co-op, um, a kind of like uh, action MMO, I guess. Um, and at its worst, it will kick everyone out of the game, uh, seemingly, and, oh. um, and you'll have to start a mission again with no checkpoint, and it'll be really annoying, and you'll be driving back and forth across the map loads of times. Um, I suppose then, um, Phil, the, the thing is that uh, we actually have, we've always had consistent connection problems with GTA, and it's hard to tell whether it's our connection or the game. We yeah. can't really be sure, I guess, can we? During the original run of Heists, I think it was your connection would drop pretty... On the hour. Yeah, on the hour, every hour, and uh, it's very hard to know how much is the game's fault and how much is like a weird router or ISP issue or yeah. something like that. Uh, and like even if it even if other games work online, some games seem particularly susceptible to needing port forwarding or all this other stupid mm. stuff. Yes. Um, yeah, it's strange. But we have GTA has never been an easy multiplayer game for us to play. Uh, not just connection drops, but like things like when you first log in, there'll always be somebody who's stuck in a loading screen for 10, 15 minutes or so. And sometimes I might have to just restart the game. Yeah, yeah. or like just the initial... We started setting half an hour before we actually wanted to play it just yeah. to start the setup phase because it would always take about half an hour to be ready to go. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it, and it's, um, it's, a, it's a bit of a shame because uh, it's once you get... like. So the heists are basically, you, you put down some money, and as a group of four, you execute a variety of missions leading up to one big mission where everyone gets a chunk of money, which they can then spend on the in-game. Yeah. Uh, like vehicles, buildings, and um, and weapons, and whatever people think of like the shark cards, microtransactions, and the costs of things in that game, there's some really cool stuff on sale yeah. in that game. I guess to give like background on our you know, the story we're about to tell about our last attempt to do a heist like the first time we were doing heist and stuff like some of that was probably some of the most enjoyable like group multiplayer stuff i've done for ages yes. in you know a multiplayer game um definitely i really like really great peaks yeah. and amazing action moments and that came with plenty of like there's a reason it took us a good two years to finish all the heists mm. and you know part of it was like we'd come off 
a great mission load into one that had some bullshit difficulty spike that we just couldn't get past and then maybe something else would go wrong and then we'd quit out for months on end we, we did also just learn a thing though didn't we about gta's checkpointing that if you ha- don't hit quick restart and you hit restart it will boot you to the start of the mission instead of a checkpoint is that right well, okay so there is a sp- um i don't know i don't entirely okay we don't know that then. there's okay. well there's a lot of i think we we usually do quick restart we've always done that uh and the first heist i don't think had very good checkpointing and some of them had checkpointing before a cutscene and stuff like you know just annoying design things like that that are just design things this latest round of heists we seem to encounter a problem one night where every time we tried to restart a mission um was this the um hangar one this was the fire the hangar one partially, and also the one where you oh, the put out the fires one. and Holy stuff. Shit, yeah. And then when every time to restart, it would just kick us out the mission. And I just like this was a just to make sure that it's not an error on our thing. The next night, I said to everyone, "Okay, well, make sure you hit quick restart and not continue or whatever, just yeah. to be sure that we're getting the restart and hitting the checkpoint." And that worked. But again, I don't know if that was because someone was pressing the wrong button or if it was just broken one night and suddenly it worked again. <sighs> It's hard to tell. But it, that's uh, that's a lot of the problem that so, I have with this right now is yeah. So there were four main heists. We did all of those. Mm-hmm. Very you know very triumphant. Like we got a, a good chunk of money. We all had enough cash to buy at least one or two really cool things in that game. Well, and, yeah. <laughs> and most of us, most of us like uh, for, yeah, most of us like floated away from GTA after that a bit. I guess like you came mm. ba- you came back to it a little bit well, I came back to not it at all on but. and off because I was sort of trying to I was trying to use the new buildings as a way to recapture a bit of what we had in the heists mm. um, I really screwed up by buying the bunker uh, I see I don't think it's that bad my but. one tip for any GTA player is don't buy the bunker unless you are Playing like it all the your time. brother who plays it a lot yeah my brother's like level 300 or something yeah if, you, if you're putting those sorts of hours into it anyway then yeah it's probably a really good thing yeah but I, it's, I've just I sunk a lot of money into a thing that will never return that money yeah I see I think it um, I think it could but it would just take more dedication would, than you're willing yeah, to do yeah it would take me so long to do because yeah. the, the amount the length of time it takes for the way the bunker works is you steal supplies and it turns them into cash that you can then sell and the that process of turning your supplies into cash just oh it takes so long and it has to be in game yeah there's no like offline tick up I don't think it even ticks up if you're in an instance or doing separate missions. You've got to be in the open world. Even if you buy the um, uh, buy a hangar and do Smuggler's Run, which is a very similar kind of thing, only without the having to play it online and wait for a thing to yeah. tick up element, you still they've still added a fairly hefty cooldown to those supply missions, which is a bit annoying. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, the uh, I've, I think I've only made about five hundred grand, six hundred grand back on a two point five million hangar, so. To a large extent, you yeah, you're gonna have to play it every day to get the most back of yeah. an investment like that. However, I would say that was still kind of worth playing for the missions. Like the missions in Smuggler's Run, some of them are really fun. Mm. The airstrike ones are really good, and the ones where you take on like you have to go destroy three airplanes and capture some cargo is pretty good, providing you actually catch the cargo and have to get out of the airplane and take off again, which can be a pain in the ass. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so the heist. Um we the did new all ones. Yes, we did all of those, and then they released the Doomsday Heist in December, which was essentially a whole new strand of, well, it's kind of like one big heist yeah, divided into one, three well, acts. Yeah, it's one big story, isn't it? And there's like three heist templates within that yeah. that have the structure of a single heist mission, but in the original run they were all 
independent things, whereas yes. this is clearly a building story that I never learned because <laughs> you bought the facility, which meant you got the cutscenes. Yes, um, the facility. Yeah, so the, in the cutscene, it explains how Lester has teamed up with this Elon Musk type figure. I think I think he. That's what they're going for, isn't it? Probably. Um, but then he's created some AI called Clifford, who's I don't know. I guess like Hal from two thousand one. Um, in a kind of but you know a bit cheekier or whatever and then you have to go off and team up with the government to save the world yeah. from russians Doom. maybe russian i think russia i think are involved um because mm. we meet that guy in the submarine don't yeah we? um and so yeah uh it's structured quite differently to the heist um in the first set of heists you kind of have a strictly linear set of missions you have to finish to get mm. to the finale in this you have to run uh, an open world supply mission for well supply i guess it's a it is a mission isn't it a supply mission yeah it's just like a, a it is it, grab a vehicle basically it takes the exact structure of say the uh, bunker or the hangar missions yes um so it's all in the open world no instance yeah. and people can steal your stuff while you're getting it yeah. that might be you know we had to all go and steal a delorean for example um or we did a mission we had to steal like a, a truck that had water cannons on it mm -hmm. you need those in order to do the instanced story-based missions yeah the setup missions yeah uh, yeah you can pay money to skip them but why would you frankly because um the we had a lot less bother doing those than we did doing the actual missions yeah that's right um so yeah we um we did those uh we did the first act, uh, and it had, like, I'd say one of the best GTA moments any of us have ever experienced, which is the flying cars. Um, you get DeLoreans, and in a very good... Or whatever they're called. They're yes, not called DeLoreans. Off-brand DeLoreans. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, like, it's divided into three bits, basically, where you have to, like, one where you have to jam in... You have to hack these kind of, like, vans by driving yeah, alongside that's them. that's right. And then after that, you need to go to some boats and, and like hack into them. Which you turn into hover mode, which yep. lets you skim across the water hovercraft style, which yep. was cool, but... It was cool. Yeah. It was cool. And then you drive to the airport, and then you go from hover mode to flight mode, and uh, mm -hmm. you have to follow like a massive jet, hack into that, uh, whilst fighting off uh, fighter planes mm. and then destroying the jet at the end of it. And that mission, and then the subsequent like uh, drive back to the ground after we'd done it, was one of the best things yeah, I that think was we'd amazing. ever done in GTA. Yeah. Um, so it has like I'd say maybe two or three moments like that from what we played, mm. and but then I'd say quite a lot where it was it felt like filler or it wasn't as fun. Yeah, I think. Structurally, it leans very heavily on the new toys that it's added, and which is okay. Because yeah, no, 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 yeah. that's fine. That's it's, a new GTA, and it feels mm, feels different to what so they've done before. Yeah, they've you know, there's a VTOL jet that uh, kind of works like the mobile operations center um, from the bunker thing if you buy it separately. And there's the DeLoreans, and there's a, like a jetpack and a submersible car and stuff like that. And these are all things that are available. Uh, to purchase sort of separately with your GTA bucks. Yes. But yeah, it's a good showcase for them. I don't think it's a strong mission design-wise. Like, nothing we played in terms of objectives and, like, I don't know, uh, level layouts and stuff seemed particularly... No, I don't... Because the original heist had to use that structure more because they didn't have the range of toys to the same extent. Yeah, that's true. Um, it original heist had some of the same issues i think which is the endlessly spawning yeah. um air vehicles i remember when that in that mission where i had to i had to fight destroy fighter planes while you guys on the ground doing something i i felt like i was just fighting fighters the same two fighters over and over again mm. uh coming from the same two places or whatever um so yeah that that 
that still stands. It's it could still use a bit more handcraft. Well, a lot more handcrafted mission design for sure. I, I I don't think there was as much in what we played of this arc that was like that time when you were in a helicopter. Yeah, and you're three if you're in. The I plane. was in a plane. Hatfield and Senior were coming from a prison break with some guy loaded into my plane, and I had to do an incredibly sketchy takeoff because one of my engines was damaged, um, basically by hitting a rock to try and give me enough lift to get into the air um, while you blew up planes around us. And that was just like this perfect set piece. Yeah, and it wasn't like it was a perfect set piece because it had a flying car or the car could go underwater or anything. It was just like using that game's base systems to do something incredibly cool. Yes. And so the problem with this one is that the um I think there are you just have to do too many of those supply missions because and they and those are quite quite slow and pace breaky anyway. Like mm. there's not much excitement I would say. And then the actual missions like you say there's not much of out, not many outstanding ones like i i was i i really didn't like the one the server farm mission for example no where we had to land was... a chopper on a roof of the was it the fbi building or whatever they're called so that was one that i really enjoyed in at the start yeah same um, thing. the sniping yeah. because there is that section where yeah you've got to do the stealth but it's the, the it's not like avoid vision cones i mean it is a bit but it's mostly like here are two people looking at each other so you coordinate the kill and that's always just nice on comms when you're like all right i've got the guy on the left you yeah. got the guy on the right three two one and then they go down and it's just it feels like brutally efficient in such a quite evocative way yeah. um so that bit was cool but then yeah it just becomes a big shootout once you get down to the server yeah um and the server rooms well, I really hated that area. First of all, I but you then, were having mini map issues as yeah, well. Yeah, that was my help. that was my fault though. I think okay. because I'd set I'd set it so the mini map. Well, I just pressed the button that made the mini map massive, but didn't display an interior. Oh no! So that was why I got lost. But also, it wasn't very fun to run out of that thing fighting those guys. Mm. Like it felt like they've really upped the difficulty of like the guards you were fighting. Yeah, I mean, I guess they expect everybody has got like more armor, more we better weapons, and everything like that. But which is probably fair. I mean, it is fair, but then it's not a great interaction just pointing your bullpup rifle at a dude's chest and firing it for yeah. twenty rounds. Yeah. Um, I recently bought the um, automatic shotgun though, and that is actually a bit of a better weapon for clearing that stuff out. Mm. Um, so yeah, that, so that was kind of annoying. I didn't really enjoy that bit too much. And then um, yeah, so then the end of Act One was a bit of a non-event as well. I think that was another recurring thing a little bit is, um, and I think this is because of how it's structured. Because again, like in this, the story is your. Helping the government, working for the government again. I don't working, really know what the story is. You're, work, of, you're working with them, and that means like you're not doing crimes in the same way. Like you get paid this heist payout, but it's more just like you did a mission, so we're going to give you some money. It's not like you went and you stole the thing, which is what the original heists were. Yeah, the, the payout came for because you were stealing stuff, um, and I think that lent itself better to the structure of the heist is you know having having the sort of fancy of okay we are executing this plan to steal some stuff that will then give us this payout that we've worked towards across this entire act yeah uh, and in the heist in the doomsday heist like the act one thing was just go to a place and kill the dudes and then it's fine and you've won and that felt very underwhelming considering what came before. Yeah. There was a nice turret section, but... 
I was. This is where we had to basically run into a facility, which mm. was identical identical to the one you own. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which that was weird in itself. Um, so we, we kind of ran down some stairs, killed a bunch of guys, got on these turrets, destroyed mm. some vehicles who were emerging outside. That that bit was cool. But then we were kind of like, oh, here's the next bit. But then it was over. Then it was just like, there you win. And it's like, okay, well, I'm glad this money's coming into my account. Yeah. But also, hmm. yeah. Yeah, so after that, then I don't remember the story that really happens after that. But like, um, the key—I suppose—the key moment in the second act was the underwater cars. Yeah, um, which was really cool. So it was the, like visually, like the transition from just driving animation. into the beach, that animation to turn it into submersible mode, and then just like seeing, you know, going down and having that complete shift of color palette as you know you're under the water, and it's quite—that's a very nice. Um, uh, yeah, a very nice kind of um, aesthetic. Yeah, I agree. It, it, look, it looked amazing. Um, and well done to whoever at Rockstar North animated that uh, transition of the car, who obviously loved the film The Spy Loved Me. Yeah. Um, but well done, because that is that was a very cool moment. Yeah, no, super cool. So we drove underwater, and we all had to destroy some sea mines, didn't we? Yes. Um, which was, like, fine. It was a, it was. I felt like they were getting us used to these underwater cars, which are a bit unwieldy to control. Mm. Um, but then... Um, you kind of think, oh, there'll be some kind of other element to using these, and you scan a submarine. Well, I don't know if you had to do that. No, we didn't have to do that. Yeah, so I my... think we scanned a submarine wreckage or something. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Well, That's right. in our case, it was just this giant black submarine floating in the middle of the ocean, and that was a cool thing because you know this was the map of GTA that I knew so well. Suddenly, had this awesome thing in it, mm. like when they had when we did the aircraft carrier mission in yeah. um, the original heist. Um, so all that very good. Then. Um, yeah, and so, the, and then following that, the the finale of that that act takes place um, on that submarine, basically. So mm. two of us, me and um, well, it was me and you in the end, wasn't it? Uh, in the second attempt, yeah, yeah, because we got booted out the first time after someone disconnected or died or died. One of those two. One which of those one, things. Which happened. one was it? Who knows? I think it might. I actually been... don't remember. It might have been a connection drop. Yeah, I can't one. remember either actually. But it must have been a connection drop because we restarted. Yes. Yeah, it must yeah. have been because otherwise we would have restarted the thing. Yeah. I think it might have been my connection that time. But anyway, yeah. So two of us break onto the submarine, like, and in a kind of a mission that recalls the opening of Call of Duty Four a little hmm. bit, just going through these tight sort of like, I don't know, nautical corridors, destroying, uh, killing enemies um, at close range, checking your corners, that sort of thing. That's right. That was okay. That was okay. Just a standard fare, yeah. And then for the person, for the people outside, they had to, what, they just in an airplane they, So down. they were in um, the new, it's called the Avenger, it's the VTOL, uh, vertical takeoff and landing helicopter-y plane thing. Gigantic, isn't it? It is huge. It looks like the... Um, the planes from Fallout, basically. It's super cool as well, especially like um, if you're flying it and you've got three people in the back who can man turrets or whatever. Because there was only two of them, uh, they go to a fixed spot on the map above where the where we were breaking into the submarine. Mm. Uh, engage autopilot mode, which just hovers you hover in place, uh, and then they're on turrets and an endless set of helicopters spawned. But they spawned in from the exact same route at the exact same distance. So once you knew that, you could just hold auto fire. Um, yeah. and keep it trained on the same position and you just destroy every pla- every helicopter that came at you yeah. because they were always from a fixed point. Yeah, yeah. So not very good, basically. Mm. Um, yeah, and so... And then we had to swim back to shore and it took forever. That took ages, didn't it? <laughs> I don't know why we had to do that. And I, I because we like... were scared of putting the Avenger in the war. Yeah, and I think the thing, the thing that 
um, I thought there was, at least with the DeLoreans, they gave you a really good reason to use them. Mm. It felt like they created these awesome underwater cars, but they didn't really know what to do with them. Like, destroying some sea mines wasn't that exciting, and I kind of thought, I thought you'd be battling other, like, maybe there'd be some small submersible enemies, or you'd have to destroy the submarine or something like that. But instead, again, it's a bit of a non-starter of of an act. Um, I think that's what I meant over, yeah, like... they were showcases of the things that you could buy just to own and play with in the open world, but I don't know if they made full advantage of potential mission, the things they could do with that, like strong mission design with those toys. Yeah. Not in all cases, anyway. Yeah, um, and um, also Act 2 featured one of my least favourite missions in all of GTA Online's heist, which was the Hangar Lights Out mission. Oh, yeah, that was when we stole the Avenger, yeah. Yeah. uh, So you drive to the airport... (laughs) Um, and you all go into this hangar, and then there's no one there, but the Avengers there. Um, and it looks cool when it's there. Yeah, I was very excited about stealing that thing. Yeah, me too. I thought the cool mission, the mission, would be just get in this thing, go off, and then some enemies will attack you, and you destroy them. Instead, the lights go out. Uh, you have to put your night vision on, and like tons of enemies from really annoying angles turn up. And then obviously, it's GTA. You lose like two team lives, and it's over. And then, and that was the night we were having problems with restarting. So, was it Hatfield's connection kept dropping? Someone's connection kept dropping, but also every time we died, we kept having to drive back because oh, we were God. having problems with the restart. Yeah, thing. yeah. Did we eventually fix that? We did. Yeah. Okay. So, by, by X3, so that was we'd our figured fault. that out. So that was our fault. Maybe we didn't fix it that night. Is the thing. It certainly it wasn't just, that intuitive though. And why no. would it? Why would it not automatically send you back to the point you're meant to go? I think it does. I think the quick restart is just restart, and that's why I'm not sure if it is our fault. Or not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I guess we're not really committing to that either way because we don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to accuse anybody. No, but, um, but. in any case, um, yeah. And then obviously, if someone's connection drops and you have to do the whole driving there again thing. Yeah. At that point, the mission instantly fails there's not like a grace period where they can see if they can reconnect or oh holy shit though but i'm forgetting the worst part of this mission aren't i which was we stole the avenger yeah we did the mission successfully we finally did it and it took us four or five attempts to clear that hangar probably just because like if you're not paying attention it's really easy to die in gta and that's fine it's just one of those things that if you're not paying attention to your health or your armor or whatever a stray headshot can actually take you down pretty easily i'd rather it just like gave you an easy mode with a smaller payout that just let you endlessly restart these missions even it paid out like half or whatever. Is there not one of those? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Because I oh. think in the because you can do normal or hard, can't you? You can increase the difficulty. Yes. Right. Okay. But I wouldn't mind like a penalty just to not have to restart it. Like because mm. I'm not playing this to be challenged. I'm playing this to have yeah. a fun time with my friends. Um, but yeah, so we stole the Avenger successfully, which took ages. When once we've done it, we felt pretty good about that. Um, sorry, something just collapsed outside. Um, forget that. I'm sure it'll be fine. Not our problem. So you flew it, didn't you? You yes. flew it to the beach where we had to drop it yeah, off. Yeah, it was and a beach like miles away. Um, and as I was going down, um, obviously there's a point, oh, just land here, uh, a, a mission marker, and I landed on it, and nothing happened. Yeah, it wouldn't finish. It just, yeah, the mission just didn't finish. And I spent a good three or four minutes trying to figure out the exact point that would let you know the the exact point the plane needed to be on the beach to make the mission finish and it just wasn't happening yeah and then uh we got a failure message because the avenger had taken on too much damage probably from my repeated attempts to just like drag it across the beach to try and find exactly where it needed to go yeah so we failed the mission so we failed the mission had to do it all again i think including including the the shootout yeah yeah i don't think we had to do the drive just anyway that's not important. The bit is we had to do it all again. Got back to the beach, and then it 
just worked. Yeah. And we just touched down. It was like, yeah, okay, you've done this. And it was like, well, oh, what is going on here? I knew in that moment, though, that if that didn't touch down, that would be it. Yeah. That would be the end. Um, but then um, that wouldn't be the end. Uh, another <laughs> it turned out that be. was not the end. So there's a couple of other things I want to highlight um, in the in the midst of all those missions they make you do on the way through the heist. So the mission where you have to put out fires um, is genuinely awful, I think. We agreed. Um, yeah, It took far too long. One. Especially because... Okay, so that was a mission where um, you've got this uh, thing with the water cannon right, on. Right, trunk, yeah. We had like endless fun just firing it at each other <laughs> yeah, and uh, enjoying the gifts that came out of that. But the actual mission to steal that, the um, open world prep mission, it was great. Because mm. um, you just go to this protest that's happening... And then you start causing trouble by punching people a lot. And then riot cops turn up and you just steal their truck and run off. And oh, it's, it's great. Just, it, it's, 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 it had that sort of inventive spark about it that made it stand out as something really different. Yeah, it was like, um, I think all of the best heist missions feel like uh, really good GTA single-player GTA mm. missions that are just enhanced by having more people there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in that case, it was just great to just go out and start this punch up in this bit near the beach, and then throw the tear gas and all this stuff. And it was really silly and really good. Mm. And yeah, like you say, that van van was really fun. But then, then the yeah, the, the, the thing you actually use that van for is going to an area, putting yeah. out a van that's on fire because of hard drives or something. Yeah, stealing the hard drive <laughs> as an endless wave of men run at you. Yeah, and then getting back in the van and doing it four more times? Yeah, I think it in was... In different locations? It was either... I think it was four more times, wasn't it? It was a... Yeah, it was a, a bunch more times. And, like... Times. And fair enough, the right van doesn't really take much damage, so that's fine. But the people who have to get out, like, well, I mean... I think we failed it at least twice. We failed it one time when um, oh, the van got just... stuck on a bit of scenery. And this is not the first time this has happened to us in GTA Online. There is a thing with GTA's engine where if you get stuck on a little bit of scenery, even if it's just like a, a road bump or whatever, yeah. um, it just takes constant damage underneath it yeah. until it just blows up. Yeah, yeah. So, it so failed then us. we failed and we couldn't restart. Yeah, We uh, couldn't quick restart. So, so we, we had, had to, to drive all the way back. Um, which yeah, and then but then doing the mission like each time we had to do another set, we were just a bit we were slightly down I think because it wasn't fun at all because mm. whoever gets out the van like the amount of damage the enemy's doing was just crazy and they would come from all kinds of angles like and then it, it was like it wasn't really rewarding at all once it was done no. I just felt like thank God that's over which is not really what you want to feel when you're it was one of those weird missions game. where it splits you into two teams and the teams were ostensibly like retrieval and van operation yeah put out, cannon the, operation. put out the fire but it didn't it didn't really feel like that because whoever was whenever you were in a place with the van if you would if you weren't on the retrieval team you had to sort of get out and start shooting anyway or yeah. shoot from the van just because that was the most effective thing to do because the water cannon doesn't actually kill enemies well obviously no and that just feels like felt like I mean, the fire thing seemed like such a weird artificial way to just include it in the mission, in a mission that otherwise didn't call for it. No, it's sort of like, yeah, like, like they were trying to think of an interesting way to use it. Couldn't really think of one. Mm. And so, yeah, why, why would well, they... Well, they'd already felt, they'd already thought of one interesting one, and that was when we got the van in the first place. So. Yeah, and this isn't even pondering how uh, contrived it is, the idea that 
all of these hard drives will be being burned at the same time in public, <laughs> in different locations, yeah. um, surrounded by men with guns. In case Why what? Would they a, just don't in case what? A fire engine just comes throw it along. Into the fucking sea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the idea as well that they've been on fire, but because you've put them out with a big hose, they're fine now. Yeah. Which is not. I'm sure the hardware doesn't work that way. Yeah, I'm sure it was in a case or something. It's whatever. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of arduous and not fun at all mm. um, so it was getting to the point where the good experiences were being outweighed by the arduous unfun ones yeah meanwhile we had the mounting connection issues didn't we yeah that spread from originally it was tom hatfield um a, occasional pc gamer freelancer tom hatfield was having connection problems this time around and then you started getting them sam yep and then on the last night um <laughs> when we'd started act three yeah we did I all the supply missions them as well and that was three of us then that had been dropping out at times Mm -hmm. and this is despite the fact that we were online on steam our skype call never ceased i don't think our skype will ever dropped when we were playing it like this and then tom senior dropped finally yeah during a mission um well tom senior dropped after basically we'd failed a mission because of a connection issue yeah um it was, again. Or it was another absurd difficulty spike because we were fighting invisible people with miniguns. Yes, and heavy armor. And heavy armor. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, we were working through that. It was, it, again, it was a slightly annoying mission, but I think we were figuring out what to do. We'd we killed the there. first wave. And mm. like then, and then obviously another wave turned yeah, up there behind was some you more, that you but, have know nothing and about, then, then it kill you straight away. It's yeah. one of those where okay, now we know it, we can probably deal with this. Yeah. Uh, but then yeah, somebody dropped, and that meant we had to start the entire mission all over. Um, so I think yeah, you just said okay, well if this happens again, let's just stop. Let's just not play this anymore. Yeah, it was a real kind of like. Uh, and it was very symbolic, like, basically... Uh, the, I mean, after we dropped that one time, like, everybody did go quiet because nobody was sure whether to say, do we retry this or do we just... Yeah. Like, you, you've kind of got to scope out what everyone's mental state is. Yeah. Like, just how tilted are they right now about how irritating what's <laughs> just happened is. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, we, we gave it an ultimatum, basically. Yeah, we said, if it drops once more... During this, during the next hour, mm. it's got one hour, and if it doesn't drop at all during that, then we'll stick with it. But if it does, that's it. This is the end of GTA Online. This is the end of Motorcycle Club, my motorcycle game. <laughs> oh, God, we haven't even covered that goddamn glitch. <laughs> yes, my uh, I have a weird glitch where my motorcycle club in the game, which I named uh, Biker Grove, yeah. um, has glitched, and now it just says Motorcycle Club. <laughs> yeah, whenever we join, it just says, you've joined Motorcycle Club, <laughs> as opposed to the name. If I activate mine, it's got the name of it, Yes, which is Biker Noughts. Which, which is another good name. But mine <laughs> is uh, it's, it's, it's extremely... Your dad, obviously. Um, yeah, so it says, yeah, you know, Phil has joined Motorcycle Club, etc., etc. Um, but yeah, um, basically, we started this mission again, and I think on the way there, Tom Senior dropped. Tom Senior's the final, dropped. the final member of our crew. Yeah, to not who hadn't had any connection drops up to that point. Yes. the one, the one constant, the one stable. Yeah, he finally went, and it did feel very symbolic. Yeah, it was that thing of like, okay, so. Why is this game making us work so hard for <laughs> this thing? Because we want we want to like it. We do. It's. I, I would even have been. I know we would have finished it if we had never had the connection issues. Yeah. Even with the difficulty spikes. Even with the difficulty spikes, we'd have powered through them. That's fine. Yeah. yeah but god damn it. Like even with the weird glitches where sometimes a helicopter doesn't land or a helicopter doesn't have wheels. Yeah. Or the other things that happened. There was quite a few random glitches. It seemed like. Yeah. We'd have 
got through them, I think. We'd have muscled through, we yeah. would have done it, and we would have said we'd done all the heists. And, you know, I'd we... finally bought a fun plane or something. Exactly, because it's a fairly, like, not an amazing payout at the end, but a pretty good one and, like, a good bonus for everyone mm. doing it. And so we were like, well, we're well ready for that. But, yeah, the connection dropped, and it was like, I think we totaled it up, and I think we'd only been playing it for two and a half hours. And in that time, I dropped twice. Tom Hatfield dropped four times. Mm-hmm. I dropped once. And Tom dropped once. Yeah. And it's like, well, we have no way to prove it's the game or no. our connection, you know. But the game seems more sensitive to connection drops than any game I've played on PC. Um, and I don't know how you feel about that, Phil, but that's that. So I've not, I've not dropped. I can't think of like when we play Vermintide the next night. That's it. Oh, yeah. So the thing I would say is, I mean, connection drops can happen, and you know, some people will get them. Um, when we played Vermintide the next night, Tom Senior's connection did drop. Uh, it like or something happened, and he was booted out of the game. Yeah. briefly. But that game is set up in a place where um, if somebody drops connection, they can just reconnect. And it's slightly different because that's got a system of AI bots. Like an AI will take over for the player after they drop out. Yep. But it was no problem for Tom to just reconnect in. Got his loot still, I think. It's fine. Yep. And I think like GTA could... I think it's very harsh in how it behaves if somebody drops out. It's just like, yeah. that mission is over... All of you are getting booted back to an open world server. There's no like chance to find a fourth member or let or an the AI person drop in. Let the per- I mean, I, I guess the AI dropping in that could be that could be tricky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but there's nothing. There's nothing, is there? There is no. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't even do the thing where it like pauses you or sends you to a, a like a loading screen or a, a second screen where the mission's paused and it just says you know waiting for player to rejoin you don't have like a grace period of you know 30 seconds or so where somebody could get back in yeah it's just straight up nope yeah that's it and so and then uh, afterwards uh, the, one of my worst connection jobs of the night actually this made me so angry was uh, um actually not angry i was just sad <laughs> but i the game kicked me out of the out of the game then when i um like mid mission, so the mission failed. I had to get back into my get back into the server. Mm-hmm. So just as the game was trying to rejoin the server or like join a server, it kicked me back into GTA Five. Michael sat in a fucking sun lounger or whatever. Yeah. And from there, I had to jump back into a server. It wasn't the same server you were in, so I had to mm-hmm. jump into your server. Had to drive back to the facility, start motorcycle club again, get everyone into that, start the facility mission again. And then do the whole mission again, yeah, including the, the drive at the start. The like. order of operations just to get back to the point where you can reattempt the mission can be a bit insane. And I think that ties into some like some fairly baggy infrastructure issues that GTA Online's always had. Where yeah. it's just, it's, I I think for so long that that thing did not know what it wanted to be. It it makes sense now that they've done so many more open worlds missions yeah. because in that if someone drops it's just not a problem no because ultimately they lose out on the money or whatever but as long as it's not the person the person dropping isn't the person who's hosting the mission mm. then you can still finish it yeah and it's fine but yeah god damn it those instance missions they do not that's they're not really up to scratch for a game of that size it like it feels like the next time they do gta online they well, could really nail it my but, hope yeah my eternal hope is that now they know what GTA Online can be when they the make... The biggest game in the world. Yeah, now, like, as it, I, I expect to see Red Dead Online or whatever online mode Red Dead 2 has... Yeah. ...will 
be in much better shape and not just like from a design perspective from a from a sort of net cody slash behind the scenes infrastructure perspective where i hope that it is just more streamlined and well structured yeah and the process of you know joining with friends or getting to a server or getting into an instance is a lot smoother because i just it's so it's such it's such a weirdly designed game, GTA Online. It's a, such a weirdly designed backend where you can like join your friends in like three different ways, and you're never quite sure what it wants you to do to get to a certain yeah. thing. So there's what there's join friends as a kind of like general option. Join yeah, friends. There's join friends from the menu. I think you can possibly do it from your phone or something. You can definitely do it from the Rockstar Social Club menu, which is in a different area. You can join a specific friend as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, which that one tends to work. Yeah, um, and then like starting missions like do you go to your facility do you quick start from your phone do you sometimes do it gives you a quick start mes- message yeah. um like it would be nice if when you like i have to spend money uh extra money to start in my facility uh, to be fair that's fine because i'm based my hang is in fort zancudo and the facility is just across the water mm. so that's just a quick flight and then i'm there but still it's like i wish you could just not have to restart the motorcycle club every single time and to just that's the other thing the the club like there's a CEO structure and there's a motorcycle club structure and there's all of this and it's so weird that they're so transitory like you've yeah, got to start yeah. them every time and invite people in every time and it's like why can't we just all be in one motorcycle club and run for the foreseeable yeah for, well yeah and just like why can't we set this up and like say you've you've got a facility and I've got a bunker and if we wanted to use those in the same night yeah you'd have to set up your motorcycle club the motorcycle club yeah um as you'd have to be the leader and invite me in, and then we go do the facility things. And it's like, oh, should we do some bunker stuff? Yeah, fine. Okay, you disband your motorcycle club, and I've got to start mine, and then we can go and do bunker things. And like, it's so weird that you can't just like join a motorcycle club, not necessarily permanently, but yeah, like you say, for the foreseeable future. Just like I am signed up to them, and whenever I log in, I will be part of that motorcycle club. And whoever's in it, like whoever's leader, whatever the structure is, we can go to our own things and do those missions with everybody else. Yeah, that just that. That's the thing that would make sense to me, and it's just not how it works at all. No, that's the thing. Is like, I don't know. Like, if you just, why can't you like link all of that stuff up? Like you say, you should be able to because the the onus is so much on the person who owns the thing to be able to do it. It's like if I had a bunker, if I'd bought a bunker, and that bunker was part of a shared like group system where the the attached to motorcycle club as a general thing of people, and it just added those missions in. And you, yeah, you could yeah. choose the payouts, or it was just available for people to make money. Yeah, I just yeah, that's the thing. I wish that everyone could like, I wish you could split wealth, uh, uh, split wealth, and combine uh, mission types basically mm. and locations. Like the idea that of like a permanent motorcycle club. Uh, where you can only join, like, let's say, like, one, and then there's, like, a week cool-down period if you yeah. try and join another. And um, maybe there is a max count on how many people can be in it, and that's fine. Yeah, You'd expect that. We're basically talking about a clan system, aren't we? Yeah. Like a, like a smaller scale one. Like, one that has, like, a maximum of four to eight people, something like that. Yeah, that's, like, it doesn't have to be huge, but, like, I mean... It's weird as well because they do have a permanent clan system, it's but just, it doesn't seem to do doesn't anything. really do anything. No, there's no, there's no, there are no systems attached to that. And it's like, like, well, you could hook motorcycle club up to that if you really wanted to, so and the, have it be an external thing. Oh but, yeah, I think you're forgetting about the embarrassing old PC gamer logo we have in the um, <laughs> in in uh, the facility because I submitted that as a screenshot for our <laughs> upcoming mag feature about this whole thing that happened. Yeah, to us. Do you, I suppose then, like at this point? Will we ever go back to GTA for any reason? Because 
I will probably carry on playing it for the purposes of it's a thing I write about for the website reasonably regularly. Yeah. And I, I, I would love to be able to tempt you and Hatfield back to do some open world missions at like, some point. But yeah. It, it is. It would be nice to see a large payout from the stupid bunker that I bought like an idiot yeah. at some point. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like... So we scheduled two nights of GTA last week. Yeah. This week. Yeah, this, this, week. this week, yeah. Yeah, we scheduled two evenings of that. Um, it was like our third time doing it in a row, which is a, a level of online commitment that we've rarely been able to achieve yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. And that was... Um, um, Monday was when everything went wrong. So Tuesday we were just like, let's play something else. We played Vermintide, and it was just so smooth. We got in and we did some fun things for a bit, and then we got out. And, and there was, was just no like, downtime. There was no downtime. There was no expectations. There were no like bad decisions. There was nothing in there that was like, you've played it for this much, but how about if you play it for another 100 hours? Yeah, that's the thing. And also give me £50. Yeah. <laughs> for some fake money. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. There was I, not, there wasn't like none of that. I don't want to. I don't want to turn this into like a microtransactions or evil thing. It's I just genuinely like, don't. I don't think GTA is that bad for that. In all honesty, I um, I think things are very expensive in GTA. Like, I agree with that. I'd say they were uh, perhaps too expensive. I do think like, but you don't need to own them. Really. The time slash paid. I I think it. I don't know. It feels like you don't need to own them. I'm fine for certain. Toys, I think there should be a base level of like nothing's more expensive than X. No, I think you can have some very expensive things, but I just think it would be good if there were if there was at least like some base a basic gunship that was pretty cheap or a basic mount, you know, just because I think the current like the current difference between somebody who only plays it casually every now and again and doesn't spend money on it and somebody who either plays it a shitload or is happy to just buy shark cards like the wealth of things the latter person can do to the former person is absurd that the is, amount of toys available to you that's I think true just basically saying yeah okay actually the, the cost of just having a, a decent combat helicopter is fairly low but if you want a good one or one with like these you know or you want the stealth one or this or that then you've got to spend the money i think that would be better yeah well I, but then it, i th- i think it is it is still is because the um so it's, i think it's a million dollars for the um the one that hatfield and me have the buzzard mm-hmm. that fires rockets um fires machine guns that that for a million that's pr- i think that's pretty good frankly the process of me just getting a million at this point feels like more time than i want to invest in the game the annoying thing is as well that um there we probably you probably would get close to the amount you need from the end of that heist oh god yeah that would have been the bonuses would have tipped me over easily I yeah i've got yeah it was something like a million bonus that we'd split between us so that'd mm-hmm. be like 250 each and then whatever out the heist but yeah, yeah, it's probably that is it for the heist. Unless I think at this point it would take Rockstar coming out saying uh, like a Steam patch thing that said we've we we know you have connection problems with this this and this. We think we've solved it, but also maybe they can't solve it at this point. Who knows? I'm mm. just speculating here. But anyway, that is that is the end of Motorcycle Club as it as it stands. For as now. it stands, I might I, I might just go back into it and play some open world bits and pieces because I still enjoy being in that world with my silly Batmobile and my toys. Cool. Should we answer some questions? Yeah, we've talked a lot about GTA, though. Yeah, we have. Hopefully that hasn't bored you too much. But like, um, that's been the main games thing we've done of late. And we gave it a proper go. And we thought the, our rise and fall was an interesting story. So, yeah. Mm, yeah. 
I mean, I played some Diablo, but all I've done is there was there's a wizard, right? And the wizard, they've got a laser, and I just shoot the laser at enemies, and they die, and it's like that's kind of fun. <laughs> I played a bit about I played uh, about 15 games of Battlefront 2 Starfighter Assault, okay. and um, enjoyed it uh, to, the, to the point where I started thinking, do they have better star cards than me that give them like a lower cooldown bonus? And is that why I just Ooh. lost that dogfight? Oh no, they started to draw you in, did they? Well, not really. Um, <laughs> I, just, I guess I, that's quite off-putting, isn't it? Is just the temptation of yeah i couldn't recommend it for like 50 pounds i didn't even think the dog fighting was very good um but it does look amazing and um yeah and so the structured missions and stuff in battlefront actually pretty good but um that's kind of it for me for now i'm uh I, i'm basically i'm going to start another big game soon i'm just not sure which one mm. probably divinity because that feels like the one i've got to play yeah, yeah. get look forward to being set on fire a lot yeah, well, I, I, I will. Um, okay, cool. So let's go to some missions then. Missions? Oh, GTA Incorrect. Mode, sorry. <laughs> yep, uh, I've not done this for a while. <laughs> uh, questions then from the readers. Um, this is from... Do you want to read them out, Phil? Because you noted them, and I'm, I just want to make sure I get the order right and the person who wrote them and stuff. Oh, the, yeah, there wasn't like a correct order or anything. Yeah. I, I can read them out if I can find them on my phone. Okay, well, I could, I could do it if you like. I've got it right here. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure so the name comes first, doesn't it? But that's fine. Yeah, that's the name. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, this is from Deep Six. Question for the podcast. Is this is the podcast still a thing? Not chasing. I know things get busy in December and a freebie podcast isn't high on your agenda, but I would like to know if it's worth keeping the feed subscribed in my podcast app. Well, I guess here's your answer. Yes. We are going to try and do it more <laughs> often. I, yeah, and yeah. I, I really regret that happening, but we simply were just stretched like beyond the capacity of what we have. Really. Yeah, we so, did keep trying to do it, but it was just like something would always come up. Yeah, so like three week, the three week deadlines at Christmas on magazines are just brutal, mm. and then on the website we had Black Friday, and then like we had to produce a whole Christmas content plan. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was the month basically. I mean, we're then, not complaining or anything. Like you know, some people are nurses or crab fishermen and do incredibly dangerous jobs. Yes, but this is pretty low risk, really. Yeah, it's still it's still quite tiring. You can't always fit a podcast into the schedule. That's the thing. It's like you have to we have to book a room. We have to have a, a guy come down here and do a thing. And yeah, you don't even know what happens with the microphones. It's, yeah, it's a whole ongoing thing. So yeah, it was just just a busy month basically. But mm-hmm. um, our aim is to keep doing them. So uh, yes, apologies again for the lateness, but we'll um, we will endeavour to keep doing them as regularly as possible. Okay, this one's from Elu Ketrick, um, I assume on Twitter. Uh, what do you yep. think will become 2018's Game of the Year? Scheduled releases and rumoured 2018 releases. Cough, Kingdom Hearts, which isn't on PC. Which isn't um, on PC. This is a strange choice. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Um, I'm guessing the third one, which I don't think will come out this year anyway, because Square Enix Japanese games almost never come out when they're supposed to. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, games of 2018. Hmm. Yes. I think it'll probably be in, into the breach, you know. You're, you're well into that, aren't you? Yeah, it's just so um, so simple and uh, oh, it's perfect for someone who doesn't have loads of time as well. Like it's you can basically do a campaign in about an hour or less than an hour um, because you just do five islands and then the finale. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think that, that into the breach from the FTL creators, like kind of like almost Game Boy Advance looking strategy game that. That could be it this year Strong for me. Contender, yeah. But um, I really hope it's Spelunky too, because do you remember when we gave Spelunky a Game of the Year award? It got a very good response from what I can recall. <laughs> from some people. Yes. From other people. That was not the case. No. It feels like everyone was like, yeah, you're correct. So you, you chose the right Game of the Year last year with Divinity. And it's like, oh, but where's the controversy there? Yeah, and that's true, yeah. But then we did give Destiny an award, so, you we know. We did. Um, but, uh, but hey... 
Uh, yeah, so I think that, but then also it's very likely that a game will come out of nowhere and be the game of the year. That does tend to happen, doesn't it? Um, it's definitely not They Are Billions, which I played and thought wasn't very you good. You weren't into that. We should have talked about that today instead of Endless GTA, but maybe next week. Yeah, it can... feels like one of those games that's just become like popular for the sake of it, because like, three or four people are playing it, and now every streamer I follow is is uh, like, streaming it, and it's like... But be honest, is that even close to like the best strategy game you've got in your Steam library? I, I don't mean, think so. I've seen a bunch of people who aren't streamers also say they genuinely like it, so uh, yeah. I think it's great. So, but are I, they I'm, just trying to be contemporary, Phil? Maybe. And, and hip with the Who kids? knows? Um, What's more contemporary than a zombie RTS? <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's sort of... It, I, haven't, I admittedly haven't also reached those moments where it gets incredibly like busy and stuff. It mm. just... I don't know. It just made me want to play Age of Empires too, really. Um, but yeah, I might, I might, I might pick that up and have some more detailed thoughts on it after a few more hours. So at least if I slag it off, I can be informed. Fair enough. Yeah, um, I did a whole 2018 games of 2018 featurey thing, but I can't remember what else is coming out. So <laughs> uh, let's think. Isn't there? A... There's a Pillars, Pillars of Eternity two is coming out, isn't it? Yep. In 2018. Um, there's. I suppose we don't really know much about the big hitters for the rest of the year. No. So like, I don't think I don't think you'll get a Bethesda game this year, like a, an RPG anyway. You might get um, you might get one of their other series this year. Yeah, it's hard to know what though. What else do they make? Um, They've done all of them last year, basically, haven't they? Yeah, the Doom's still fairly recent. Wolfenstein happened again last year. Yeah. Um, Evil Within happened again last year. Arcane have released a bunch of games recently. It's going to be a while before they they're ready to go again. There'll be two or three years probably. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It might be quite a year for Bethesda. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Mm. Ubisoft, Beyond Far Cry, and the crew. We don't know what they've got coming up. Um, I guess Square's teasing a Tomb Raider thing. There was that tweet, wasn't there? That oh was, yeah, yeah. We're the, very weird. Like. <laughs> it was basically, look, we're doing a new Tomb Raider, but we're not going to announce a new Tomb Raider yet. It's <laughs> like, what? That's not how that works. <laughs> it could be a second season of Hitman this year. That would be nice. Yeah, that, that might. Yeah, that might win it. That'd mm. be really good. Um, it's, I'm very interested to see what that will look like in a post-publisher cash kind of like you know situation. As an indie, what will those levels look like? Um, There's also a lot of Total War things happening. It seems like. Yep. So. If, so we've got the saga thing coming up fairly soon, and then they've announced Three Kingdoms now, which is which is what if Dynasty Warriors was a grand strategy, and everyone loved it because <laughs> that was the uh, that was the correct response, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, no. One day I will get into a total war. Will it be either of these two? Who knows? I don't know. I think it's going to. It be... wasn't Warhammer or Warhammer Two. Apparently, did you give those a go? No. Okay. I I bought them and then I did the thing where they just sit in my Steam library and every time I looked at the links I felt tired. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to sit up while I play. This. Yeah, it's, it's, one, it's just my gut reaction to a strategy game. Um, <laughs> I can get really into them if I give them a chance, but I so rarely give them a chance because <laughs> yeah. I just have to be in such yeah. Vermintide two actually is a strong contender, I think. Um, yeah, like, like we've been playing that first one. We had that, you know, after playing the arduous GTA um, with all of the connection drops yeah. and stuff. To have like so much fun per minute was just fantastic. Yeah, I'm like we've on and off played that for a while um, with different people, and it's always you know it's always an entertaining time. Um, and I think the new one's sort of taking that structure and just adding some fairly clever systems. It sounds like they're sort of redoing the bounty system, um, which is a bit confusing and unnecessary at the moment, it seems like. I don't know entirely know if it's that useful, but they're attaching to it a, um, a kind of one-off special mission type system where they can add, like, these old-school-style modifiers 
and give you like specific challenges that tweak the level in a meaningful way rather than just force you to replay the level with a specific condition. I guess a bit like those, um, like the board in the first game, right, where you pick up those. Yeah, yeah, that, I think that's but what it's everyone, based on, but um, but just to a much greater extent, like yeah. whether like they were talking about, oh, so we haven't done this or whatever, but we could easily make a walking simulator level that is just there for environmental storytelling and you know making doing law things i yeah. guess yeah that kind of makes sense mm. Mm. okay yeah so that's um that that could be cool i hope they add some like really silly ones as well like, oh yeah no doubt there will be some silly ones and also you know i think it's getting steam workshop support so oh great there will be all sorts of entertaining ridiculous things happening there yeah okay good Yep, so I hope that probably pretty much answers that one. Those are the games we know about for now, and the big ones we'll probably find out about. Know about slash remember. Yes, exactly. Um, Okay, so uh, this is from Jeff Fushimoto. Oh, I didn't read any of these (laughs) these names. Ribus pressing on... um, Technically... Sai Jeff Fujimoto. What is? But I couldn't tell if you put that Sai in there, which is why I sounded like I was. I was adding a question. No, no, I I just copy pasted people's names exactly as they appeared on Twitter. So that Sai <laughs> is their own. Okay, well, good to hear. Their own Psy. brand. Yeah. Um, long ago, a back page uh, joked about Tom Francis releasing a game. This later became true. What back page would each of you want to become? Uh, what want to become true? I know I asked this to C&C, but Tom S and Pip weren't on that episode, so it's okay. But they're not on this episode either. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, you'll never know what they think. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Phil? What back page would you like to see come true? You'd, you'd think I would have thought of this, given that I picked the question out and put it in a thing. I think if they added um, uh, Deliveroo to Stardew Valley, that'd be really funny. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> that would be a good update. <laughs> Um, or if they released um, the, the division as a novel, but that probably did happen, didn't it? At yeah. Some point, yeah. Or if at some point future released a magazine that was entirely about virtual toilets. <laughs> WC Gamer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that would be a really good supplement. <laughs> that was very oh my good. God, we could do that supplement. Those were some good back page jokes. What about from the last year? Um, what did we? Do? I mean, like. Oh, you mean the less funny crop? <laughs> <back page jokes? laughs> yeah, 2016 was the year, really, wasn't it? There was that. Uh, there was that one back page joke where Assassin's Creed, um, not Assassin's Creed, Mass Effect Andromeda was an incomprehensible mess. Oh, yeah. So. That was good, wasn't it? <laughs> um, let's think. Uh, oh, I think those are probably the those, if, those are the ones I can recall. Those are probably the good ones. Uh, there was... Were there any good ones in 2015? I suppose, like... I'd if, be quite happy if, the, um, if Far Cry 5 had the range of animals that we created for Far Cry 5. <laughs> well, including the... Didn't we? I have, like, a monkey that rode a... Uh, a moose around that one yes. for example yes one of them was called Clive yes I think um, Clive was the moose yes. probably yeah um, that'd be good uh, yeah I'm struggling with the rest um, I thought it was funny when we um, this happened I think Chris and Andy wrote this while I was away but the, when Gwent was written like it was a, a novel yes um, that was really good uh, yeah yeah I don't know those are probably the only ones those are the only ones I can really think of um, yeah clearly my memory's just wiped them the Stardew Valley one would be funniest, though, if you had little um, uh, pixelated uh, boys uh, wearing shorts. <laughs> cycling, cycling all over town. <laughs> yeah. And they are everywhere now as well, aren't they? Yes. Delivering, you know, gourmet burgers to um, uh, people who are, uh, you know, who can no longer leave their building because <laughs> they've eaten too many gourmet burgers. Too many, yeah. Um, too many halloumi bites. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay, good. Next question, then. I hope that answers your question. I'm sure we could um, think of a few more if we had more staff here. But and it wasn't Friday at four thirty. Yes. Okay. So, um, 
this is from uh, James Dakin on Twitter. Uh, where do you want to see the Dishonored series heading? Dishonored 2 was received well by critics, but didn't generate much hype. It would be a shame to see the best stealth action game disappear after one entry slipping under the radar. What do you think, Phil? Yeah, this is an interesting one, because like Death of the Outsider did very much draw a line under a lot of the kind of ongoing story threads um, with that with like the original characters um, and the outsider obviously uh, who's, who's always been the instigator of like the dishonesty bits yes um, but like it does seem based on what they've said about the various bits of the world look, there is definite potential in seeing other areas of that world other continents they did deliberately weave it so they had like four or five to yeah do, right? there's, yeah. yeah there's always there are always hints at what like another continent holds and yeah that yeah, would be good to see what structure it takes i mean i don't think it'll ever not be an assassination series but i want to like okay well magic play a role probably um i just don't see arcane making anything that's not like a sort of faintly magical uh, immersive sim yeah they seem to love that shit that's that's their thing which is good with us it's fine yeah, yeah. it works like uh, how much will it sell I don't know that's I, I'm not I, I do think that for the point about Dishonored 2 um, generating hype is a good one to make because it did feel like that really like just didn't get nearly the attention it deserved mm. in what was I thought 2016 was quite a shite year for games in my opinion um, and that was that, that wasn't like people weren't going nuts for that, and Hitman made yeah. me th- that those two instances and Deus Ex actually those instances made me think. Well, maybe the type of game I like is dying. And this is well before obviously the loot box nonsense that's been going on. With yeah, Battlefront and stuff, and all those uh, the terrible opeds that have uh, sprung out of that. But um, yeah, uh, I, I kind of I I think it is a shame that those sorts of games. A uh, Prey was the same, really. Like Prey was the same. Yeah, people don't just need to go nuts for them. They want to play. A zombie RTS because <laughs> some pricks streamed it on Twitch. <laughs> well, I just don't really get it. I don't no, no, really no, no, it. no, either. Like, no. if we can play Commander Conquer, that's good. Yeah, I don't want to pretend I get it just to like sound like I know what you know no. what young people like. It's fair and honest. <laughs> well, I just you know that's uh, I'm 29. You know, I'm not ancient, but still. Um, yeah, I guess the, the the open question is: Do they become more like? open world with it or go some sort of hub structure or something well I thought that I've only played a bit of Dishonored 2 but what I've been watching a few like high profile speed runs through it Mm -hmm. and it strikes me that like that should appeal to people you doing you basically become a superhero when you find out how to properly loop Emily's powers together oh god yeah and like that is you basically like some proper sort of intricate Spider-Man shit and that should really be exciting to people um and it feels like it still sells itself as the kind of slightly thinky, um, you know, kind of weird, dark, yeah, like dark fantasy magic mm. horror thing um, that, yeah, I suppose like maybe comes across as a bit snooty to idiots. Do you know what I mean? Like it's sort of, right, yeah. it's not really highbrow decided if we're being honest. Oh God, no. Just having there's, a few. There's, there's explosive razor grenades. <laughs> yeah. Just putting a, just because you've got a lot of notes around that people have to read to piece the story. because <laughs> you've got a book about whales. <laughs> exactly. About magic whales. <laughs> it's really quite, you know, it's cool. It's a very cool universe for sure. And it's like, and it looks gorgeous, sounds nice, all the rest of it. But it's not, you know, it's not intellectual. It can be as intellectual as you want it to be, yeah. Yeah, but there's a scale, isn't there? There's, there's a sliding sure scale. Sure is, and yeah, maybe they, maybe that's a. Th- 
I think that's the thing that's always been difficult to sell with that type of game. Um, yeah. It's always been Deus Ex's problem. It's um, even though um, Human Revolution did pretty well, but I think I think they were probably clever in focusing on the action aspects of that and making it seem just like you know oh it's a cyberpunk shooter and that'll appeal to some people but also turns out there's all this stealth stuff in there as well yeah exactly um but yeah those and obviously like because the original deus ex human revolution trailers like there was endless uh hand-wringing from journalists like oh it's not what deus ex is meant to be it's it's too and it's like well it's a marketing plan isn't it yeah and the full game was fine yeah and to be fair, with Dishonored as well, they did try and they did do that big CG trailer with Emily, like you know, dark going yeah, through like a. That's nothing, is it? It's a CG trailer, which I just don't think that's how you sell your. Imagine you like you did sell like a game like Dishonored two, but you announced it, not explaining what the game was, and it was just a speed run, start through a level, and it was just this mad like you know. Black Tentacle, stab a guy, mm. jump, run, bang, you know, like stab, like just a speed run through one level, straight to the guy you've got to kill, and he's dead. And all that happens in like two minutes. Like that that sort of thing would really hit people in the face. I think it would, yeah. Like if that was the thing that you showed like during the cinema advert or whatever, yeah. as opposed to like the five minute drop fairly like developers explain some game footage trailer that you know a few hundred dedicated fans are going to watch yeah it's interesting i think like maybe yeah maybe the the struggle there is the sell of a game like that um yeah i think they've always been hard to market Um, yeah and this even extends to hitman where i don't think any of those cg trailers have ever been interesting like no one cares about um agent 47 or some no like yeah they sell a i don't know this they try and paint a strange picture of what what joy you get out of that game yeah um, as opposed to like here's a, you know a bold man dressed as an ice cream boy you know yeah. choking someone to death because it's because it's always like oh stealing his clothes you're flying you're going around the globe you murder people you're dangerous yeah and it's like well i mean yeah but like you know, i just dressed as this waiter and drowned a dude in the toilet and i enjoyed that and that's why I want this game to be good. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So yeah, like I guess that's what we're saying. Like I have no idea where I should go next. Um, oh, this is what, it's, just an, it's a very difficult problem to solve. Clearly, like yeah, that's the thing. I I would just yeah, I, but I and also sometimes the market just seems random. Yeah, you just can't really control it. And mm. some people will spend more money at other times than you know another time. Like. And there seem to be quite a few flops that year, so yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I uh, I hope it carries on, and I hope they focus more on like adding new powers that new characters can control, and then letting mm. you mix and match them post game, like they did in the second one. That's yeah, a, that was cool. Yeah, um, it's like well done. That is a cool way to you know make your game. Yeah, don't um, just go open world. Yes, <laughs> it's not the answer for everyone. <laughs> no, it's very true. Um, okay, uh, what normally excellent mechanics have been abused slash misused in games? Um, that's interesting. I have such a snarky answer for this. It's so Go Tony on. Ellis. Go on. <laughs> so, Is it Celeste? No, uh, <laughs> not Celeste. What was it called? Um, misused mechanics. Cindy from Final Fantasy Fifteen. They're constantly calling her up to bring their car to her like she's some chauffeur. That is not what a mechanic's job is. <laughs> that is a very good answer. <laughs> to, that is not what that person asked, clearly. <laughs> oh, clearly. Well done. Uh, PC Gamer Style Guide has always frowned upon the use of the word mechanic because uh, our old sub-editor Tony Ellis uh, very much thought, that's a greasy man in overalls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I get what you're going for there. Uh, yeah, she is a misused mechanic, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, And also inappropriately dressed for the job, mm, one might argue. One might argue. 
Oh, I don't want to start a Reddit thread, though. Um, okay, so um, <laughs> what normally excellent mechanics? I can't really think of many that I've, I feel like have been sort of ran into the ground. Normally the ones I hate are the ones that are the same old nonsense. Yeah, like they, they... Escort missions where there's a health bar that ticks down, and because you were, like, 10 metres away, that person's been battered to death, and you have to start again. Um, that was never an excellent mechanic, was no, it? No, it's never good. Um, uh, listening to people in Assassin's Creed, that is shite, and oh, always has been. Um, and I like that... Um, uh, Ubisoft eventually added that feature where you could rate a mission. So every time I did that, I gave it one star. <laughs> I was like, this is terrible. Stop putting these in the game. Please stop these. Yes. Um, I hate there's a few in like the new one, but not too many. Like, really, like one or two. And they might. Yeah, I don't remember anything that was. But then again, I only played it for five hours. Yeah, same here in the end. Mm. Yeah. Just enough to be able to comment on it for the game of the year thing and bulk it out for the website. <laughs> uh, classic games journalist, journeyman, <laughs> gaming. Uh, ooh, normally excellent. I don't know. I'm trying to think of things I really like. I like um, things I like in games. I love a good kill animation. Me, I love a mm. good juicy kill animation. Can't really abuse that though. So you know, the thing where the thing where there are two people and you're playing in co-op and you go both you got to kill them at the same time and it's silence guns. Like that's still cool. Yeah. But like you could just do that same thing over and over again and I'd enjoy it every time. Yeah. Um, this is a. I'm, so I haven't actually played Dishonored two yet, but I, I mopped up the Dishonored DLC before Christmas, mm. um, having never done the um, Dowd stuff, and it's fucking great. Actually, it's a really good like standalone expansion, basically. Yeah. And um, holy shit, this I, I love in those games that when you blink up to something, there's no invisible wall that stops you from being there. Mm. If you're on a roof, you are on that roof. You're like, oh, I probably can get up there, but then you do, and there might be something up there inexplicably, or like a a thing you can drop into to level below. Oh, I love that in Arcane's games. Like, the amount of attention paid to, like, the elevation of the environment and, yeah, that stuff's really cool. Yeah, that's yeah. so so satisfying and crunchy to just manipulate around that world. Mm. That's another one of those things that's very hard to trailer because a lot of it's just very tactile. And, yeah. Yeah. No, can't, can't. Uh, I can't think of any good mechanics. Okay, next question. Guns are fun, I guess, but they're still fun, so... <laughs> Mm. Yeah. All right. Last question then. Um, if you all had to go on Mastermind, what would be your gaming-specific specialist subject? Second question as well. Are there any topics you are personally sick of writing about for the magazine? Are you fatigued with loot box controversy, that sort of thing? I was fatigued by the loot box controversy before I wrote a word about it in the magazine. Yeah, more just like having people talk about it on Twitter and stuff is exhausting. But I, like, I'm fatigued about whether cardboard should cost seventy dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that's from one day of Twitter talking about the <laughs> Nintendo thing. A thing that how, no one has played yet, um, that we've only seen a two-minute trailer of, and don't know if it's good or bad. Yes. Yes. That's the problem, really, is Twitter. Twitter's <laughs> the problem. Yeah, Twitter will fatigue you of a subject long before a magazine can be written or delivered to you. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, stuff I'm bored of writing about, I don't know, I'd... That never really happened when I was on the magazine because I, I, you know, in the editor's job, you infrequently do the writing. That's true. You infrequently do, and even when you do the writing, it, there's, it's very rare that it feels like on a magazine we're under pressure to cover a thing, yeah, um, or to hit it. Like when I was writing news for the website, then yeah, there were things that would cover like every. There'd be ongoing stories that you just think, oh, "This, I need this to go away." especially if it was about financials or an ongoing lawsuit or something. It's just like, this drama is pathetic and I need everybody to calm down. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, in the magazine, if a thing is just it is properly fatiguing, just sack it off and write something else. Yeah, yeah. I sort of, like, uh, I got bored of list features in the magazine, so we kind of stopped doing those. Yeah. Unless they were, like, really useful. Um, 
Yeah, we've that's, only got a couple now of ongoing ones. Yeah, so we do like the best free games because we think that's genuinely useful. Mm-hmm. But like the last one we did was like we did one on like best game worlds, and I thought it was all right, but like a bit a bit light. And yeah, that's the problem. Is like you always want these things to be useful to somebody, and sometimes they are just they feel a bit paddy. Yeah, and so yeah, we just stopped doing those and started doing more long for me feature stuff, which mm. was which was good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. In terms of the actual writing, not really. Um, I I I find hardware a struggle at the best of times. Like, I only really want to know what the best Nvidia card is, so I can upgrade. You yeah. Know? And um, so yeah, like that's I, why we started that buyer's guide, where we just tell you what the best video card is, depending on how much you want to spend on your PC overall. Yes, yes, which I think is very useful, and people like it because when we drop out the magazine to put something else in, people we, wonder where it's gone. Yes, they worry it's not coming back, but it will always come back. It will always come back because it's four easy pages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, and that is useful. Um, but no, I don't know. I like I like writing for the magazine. It was good. Yeah, I sort of. There are certain things you can find yourself doing too many times, but it's all good, really, isn't it? Yeah. What I, would uh, your mastermind specialist subject be? Um, I suppose I'd probably have to pick like something like Final Fantasy or, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How about you? I don't, it's difficult because, like, what I found working in games is that there's always somebody who knows more about a subject than oh, you yeah. do. Like, yeah. especially if we slot into a, quite a generalist role anyway. Then it's like, eh, there's nothing I could pick that someone couldn't destroy me on when it comes to knowledge about a thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, I thought I was quite a big Mass Effect fan until I met Chris Thurston. Yeah, exactly. I was like, no, I will never, I will never read a book. <laughs> I will never read a comic. <laughs> That's I will, it. I will just play these games. The amount of investment I'm prepared to put into any single gaming thing is minimal, I think. I'm never prepared to read a codex under any circumstance. <laughs> that's something I used to do, but now I will not do, you know. Maybe that's a bit... Maybe that's the wrong attitude, mm. but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I could probably have a good go at a Metal Gear Solid one. But... Oh, yeah, I think I could do quite well at that, actually. Yeah. yeah. But even then, I'd forget some of the finer points of, like, you know, 4 and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I could do Metal Gear Solid. Probably specifically the lore. If they ask me a dev question or who did that or where did that come from, no. But if they ask me about Liquid Ocelot's arm, <laughs> yeah. If they ask me about um, you know um, Kenneth Baker's uh, CD key, uh, CD codes or whatever, that's mm. that's fine. Um, <laughs> But if they ask me like what's in Hideo Kojima's uh, favorite film list, I'd be like, I don't fucking know. I just... Has it gotten? Uh, was it was it by Nicholas Winding Refn yeah. or something? Or... It was either Drive <laughs> <Guillermo> Del Toro. Or... <laughs> yeah. It was either Drive or Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I agree because those are sort of smaller series where I know all the things. Could you do Hitman? Do you reckon? No, I don't think so. Um, I because. My genuine problem with these things is I have a bad memory anyway. Yeah. Um, and also, the first Hitman is basically unplayable. It's oh, yeah, so it's kind bad. of old and messed up. Um, Even at the time, I don't think the magazine liked it. No, no. It was, it has, it was a bit sort of Witcher 1 in that it was like, oh, there's some promise here, but it's just there's so many problems with it that... Why even bother? I've upset a lot of Witcher fans just now. Oh, that's all right. Everyone, everyone knows that the Witcher got better, progressively better. Like, Oh, yeah. If, yeah, we should like do um, millennials play. Uh, no, no, younger than millennials. We should do like um, teenagers play Witcher One after playing Witcher Three. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good like, video to do, wouldn't it? Would be. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. Cool. Those are all the questions, Phil. And well, I think we're both very tired now, so we mm, should stop. We should stop. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you want to tweet us some questions, it's at PC Gamer Pod. You can also email them to us at 
letters at pcgamer.com and uh, you can yes. fo- follow us on Twitter. Phil is Octada on Twitter. I'm mm-hmm. Samuel W. Roberts. Although if you wanted to know what we thought, you'd probably be following us already. Um, if you leave us a review on iTunes, that'd be appreciated. Although I understand that you know you don't want to uh, give us too much uh, credit for doing one podcast in two months. <laughs> <laughs> so I would understand if you didn't. Yeah, by all means, hedge your bets. Wait, see if we're back <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, good. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, sorry again for the delay, but we'll try and do this more regularly this year. And, also, uh, yeah. there's a really nice magazine in the shops right now. Um, it's our indie special uh, and the cover looks amazing um, and we've packed it full of cool indie stuff and also just a great feature about Iron Storm Austin um, and a bunch of other stuff that I don't remember it was a long time ago Yeah, uh, but do buy it because um, we'd like to do more special indie things in the future uh, and this would be a strong way of signalling that you're interested in that yeah absolutely it looks amazing it's got yeah you won't be able to miss it it says indie issue in big uh, letters and has lots of cool uh, little references and characters on it mm. including the splunky man oh you know it classic john strike uh, <laughs> design trademark there if you say- <laughs> but he couldn't put the half-life crab head crab on there so <laughs> he must have been he, furious yeah no all the companion, companion cube. Cube. <laughs> <laughs> possibly on a parachute from metal gear <laughs> <laughs> okay great thank you very much for listening we'll be back next week possibly <laughs>